Party people, how you feeling? This is Too Glam to Give a Damn. I'm your host, Lindsay Evans. What's up, guys? It's me. What a freaking week it has been. Um, I personally just got back from a parking lot. Yes, that's right. I just sat outside of my car in a folding chair to see a funk band play in Maryland. And with that, I want to say that I really never need to see live music again. No, it was fun. It was really fun. We went with two of our friends to this Well, as I said, it was a parking lot, and there were about two food options. One was pizza, and the other was a cheeseburger. So I opted for the pizza, cheese, and it actually ended up being the best pizza I've had in 2020, which is saying a lot, because let me tell you, there's been a lot of pizza delivery at the Evans household. But we saw this band, Mo. It's Mo, M-O-E, period. And... I would like to be referred to from this point forward as Lino, period. Maybe I'll change my Instagram and that will make me more of an icon like a Sinead O'Connor or a Shania or someone someone of that effect. Sinbad. Shaq. Who else? That's all I have. Point being, had a great old time, dandy old time. A couple glasses of Prosecco and now here we are. And I thought, you know, I'm feeling loose. And I want to talk to you guys and I want to avoid literally anything political because it's just, it's a hellish time to be on social media, whether you're this way or that way, it's just really appalling to see everyone's views. I just, I need to escape it for a minute and maybe you do too. So I want to bring us through some of the things that have happened this week outside of obviously election stuff. And not only things that have happened this week, but things that have happened on Netflix, etc. Things that have happened in my household. Like, for example, today, I took my dog to the dog park. As you know, he's on a steady workout regimen of an hour, at least an hour a day of running, which is more than I've done basically all year. So his level of activity changes from time to time. But generally, if we keep him on a pretty regular schedule, which we usually do, he usually goes for about an hour walk. And it's a walk through a dog park. So it's like a path that includes a dog park. So I take him off leash and he follows me and I call him a little street dog like he's in Afghanistan. And I say, come here, little street dog. And everyone looks at me and Wes got a collar that has his name on it. And I would just like to say that I got hit on for the second weekend in a row by a pudgy little man. But still, I'll take it. Still got it. Still got it. And I looked at him like, don't ever talk to me again. But it felt good. Oh, and his come on was, how old is your dog? And I said, what? He said, how old's your dog? I took out my headphone. I was like, almost a year? Why? As I immediately thought he was going to criticize my dog. Because Emoji was just being a wild, a wild minx today. He was, there was this one little black dog that he was They were both just incessantly trying to hump each other. And his owner happened to be what would seem to be a woman that didn't speak a lot of English that was maybe from like an Asian land. And she was very upset that Emoji kept jumping up on her because, well, she was very excitable for one thing. And second of all, she gave him a treat. 
So he kept jumping on her to be like, hey, woman, I want another treat, you know? And I mean, honestly, here's here's my thinking. It dawned on me that she, she says, is this your dog? In sort of broken English. And I was like, yeah, what of it? You know, like, try and step to me on this dog. Like, I deign you to step to me, right? Because I just feel like everything is how you posture it in this life. And we have one life to live, and this is how I'm going to go. So I said, yeah, what of it? She's like, oh! And her boyfriend, who she must have met on, like, you know, Plenty of Fish, or this guy she's dating, is like, yeah, it's probably best that you don't give, like, other dogs treats because they could be allergic to things or whatever. She's like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking... First of all, don't tell her what to do. She's my new best friend. Rude. Also, I don't like being told what to do either. So don't tell me how to raise my son. But mainly what was alarming to me, not only the fact that she was wearing regular underwear under her yoga pants, it was that, and I could see her panty line, it was that she was going to a dog park expecting not to be touched. And then I got to looking around and I thought, you know, I'm sorry that my dog is affectionate and yours sucks. Like, a lot of your dogs suck. That's just what it is. It's sort of like your kids. A lot of them suck. And mine is the best one. And sorry that he's loving and is raised in a healthy, happy household where he's fed hamburgers and cheeseburgers often and, you know, gets a lot of activity and whatever. But when he wiles out like this, it does make him seem like he's been locked in a cage most of his life. And though that thought is horrifying to me, he's incredibly playful and animated, and he gets that from his father and mother, really. That being said, you know, on the weekends, this is a big dog park, and, it, and apparently our area has a ton of dogs, because so what the hell else are you going to do? Now it's like, it's literally like the black market to get a dog over here. It's like... Let me give you a kidney because I need a freaking puppy before I freaking throw myself off my freaking roof. It's really that hard to get it. I mean, it's seriously like a waiting list. Our neighbors who are murderers, we think. I one time heard him doing some sort of yard work in the backyard around 10 p.m. And I was walking the dog. And I was like, well, this is about to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because all of a sudden I'm walking the dog out there. We both practically jump out of our pants including emoji, he was wearing PJ pants. And I hear, and I'm thinking, what on earth are you doing at 10 p.m., sir? And the other morning, we're just having a little morning snuggle, as we often do. And he comes and kisses my mouth and licks my teeth, and he's big into teeth licking. And he's in his past life, he was a dental hygienist. Anyways. We hear this, and he's like, no, sit. And we're like, oh, my God. that who Who's being tortured over there? I'm literally worried that someone is living underground. I mean, this is where I go. It's sick. And so I say to Wes, because Wes knows every sound to hit this neighborhood. He is just Johnny on the spot with noises. I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's the dryer. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like below us like on the next floor he's like yeah it's a dryer I, I put some shoes in it's tumbling i'm like what's that and he's like oh that's a that's this one spot on the roof i've never been up there but i've identified it as an issue i'm like holy moses could you have more accurate sound intel and you know this is why he's so good at music because he has a really keen ear for sounds 
and he can tell like sounds and things like, I mean, I don't even notice some of the things that he hears. And actually sometimes (laughs) the other day (laughs) I was in the shower and he had just left to go, I don't know what he was doing. I guess he was working or something obscure like that. I mean, who leaves for work anymore? Weird. But so he left the house and I said, hey, did you leave? Because it sounds like that you're playing the drums upstairs. And he has a drum set in our house. And he's like, yes, I left. And then I jumped in the shower, so I didn't see his response. And he's calling me incessantly. I'm missing all these calls. And he's like, I'm worried. Did something happen? Like, is everything okay? Is someone in the house, you know? And thank God. I mean, who would love me this much? So thank God. I'm saying, I'm sorry, honey, I didn't hear the phone. I was in the shower. I guess I had it on silent, like my bad. And he's like, geez, I was worried. And I'm like, oh, turns out I was actually <laughs> running the dryer. And I put sneakers in there that were tumbling around. It sounded like it was above me when really it was to the side of me. I mean, what a maroon. Anyway, that's just life, living with a blonde like myself. He loves it. He loves it. So today we went to get our Christmas card photo done. And boy, oh boy, you know, sometimes I overcommit. I overcommit to crafts. I overcommit to work. I overcommit to just perfection in general. I want to have it all at once. And I don't care if I run myself into the ground. And so We are having our Christmas card photo this morning, and then we have a concert to go to. It's like an hour away, and I'm thinking, this is a big day. This is going to be a big day. And, of course, last night I can't sleep because I'm thinking, oh, i got to wake up early. And this is always me before a photo shoot, too. Like, I can never sleep before a photo shoot because I'm I'm literally going through the looks. Every piece of clothing I pulled for a shoot in my head thinking, Okay, well, what if that doesn't fit? Then can I re-swizzle it into this and then whatever? And then I always end up figuring it out and I always have the best looks on the fly, which aren't even the ones that I planned. Just because sometimes I think when you're a little bit unhinged creatively, you make your best stuff, which is why I don't like to like have a script. For example, when I do this podcast, I like to just sort of riff and see what comes. And if it sucks, I take it out. Who cares? Same thing with a photo shoot. If it's, If a look sucks, I take it out. Trial and error. So I don't go to a family event last night because I'm thinking I need to steam my dress. I need to figure out what shoes I'm wearing. I might need to go to the mall. I mean, I have not figured out what any of my children are wearing. And by any of my children, I mean my dog and not my husband because he's not a child. But I hadn't really figured out what Wes was wearing either. And so and I was like, don't you have these like gray Hudson like chinos? And this sometimes happens in my life because it's like, did I buy that for you or did I buy that for a client? Like, it's hard to keep it straight and like I'll buy him something similar to what I've gotten for a client. So anyway, whatever. Found him some golf pants. It says, slap these on, honey. He's about to leave for the um, for the family dinner. And he's like, do I have to do this now? I'm like, I, I really do need you to do this now. So the whole and, – and the whole thing's just a struggle because who – what man wants to try on clothes at a – Six o'clock on a Friday. I mean, come on. They just don't. And he's like, well, this is going to be a blast getting up. And I said, just please do it as a gift to me. He's like, no, I will. I will. No problem. Right. So we get there this morning and I'm rushing. I don't know why. I just took an extra 15 minutes in bed. I'm like, it's really sauntering around this morning as if I have all the time in the world. When we all know that I don't. We all know this weave takes extra time. And I also was wearing a really unusual silhouette that I don't normally wear. 
it's a silhouette that is normally I wear fitted things. Everything's fitted because I'm sort of curvy. Like, you know, I have a butt and I have small tatats and I just have to accentuate my curves. And normally I wear like a V-neck and whatever. I think like a COVID version of Sofia Vergara. And that's probably where things stand with me physically. I had ordered a couple different dresses and I was like, well, let me get something a little bit looser this time because I'm not at my absolute best, but I still want to like look pretty and stuff. And so I was planning on getting this silver sequin dress that was sort of like loose and like free people-y, like bohemian, oversized. I'm like, this will be cute that it's like so big on me and like plunging neckline and long sleeve and whatever. I don't have to worry about a spray tan. I can wear like a closed toe pump done and done. I don't have a pedicure. I don't have a spray tan. I don't have my highlights done. I don't have eyelash extensions. I haven't had a facial. I haven't had a manicure. I mean, you name it, I haven't had it. I opened my package, which is the same package that his new shirt came in where he tried everything on, and the dress is not there. Can you imagine the horror? Now, fortunately, I'm a professional, and I'd ordered two other options, and one made me look like an Amish prairie person. And so I thought, nope, that one's out. And that was the pink one, which is my other safety color. So then I find this chocolate brown number and I say to myself, this is going to have to do, or you're going to have to move this shoot. And it's really oversized and sort of like avant-garde. It's sort of um, like a fluffy baggy top, like a billowy, billowy off the shoulder top, which I normally don't do off the shoulder because I do have lanky arms, but at certain angles, like if you're just seeing like, a moment of my shoulder, it's like, well, that's not very cute, especially without a spray tan. So then it's tight on the bottom, like a tube. It's also an interesting length. And I'm like, so it's very weighted on top. It's like very heavy weighted on top. And I'm thinking, what freaking shoe do I wear? Well, I have to get a platform. I'm like, oh, then I have to get a pedicure because I need like a really heavy looking shoe to sort of balance out the dark color and just overall weight of this fabric there's also like a drape cape on the back i mean it's just like there's a lot happening so i'm thinking let me go to the mall tonight and i'm like oh wait COVID. like the mall closes at like maybe seven like if i'm even lucky i'm like i can't make it to the freaking mall so i go in my closet i'm like you have to make this work you know this is pro- the project runway of your styling career so i go in the closet i find a boot i say wear this tight boot. But I'm like, I don't know how to do my hair with this unique silhouette of a dress because I'm only used to doing my hair with something tight or something sort of poofy on the sleeves or whatever. I don't know what I I don't know how to do like an avant-garde hairstyle. I'm not a wizard. No, no. I'm not my own hair shaman. No, no, no. I have Ashley for that. Ashley June for that. And um, I haven't seen her in a while. So What I had to do was I had to stay up all night Googling photos of Blake Lively. And it turns out Blake Lively has a rat's nest otter head. Everything is so teased and so braided that it's like she's basically just wearing a little nest to one side or the other at all times. And I don't have her golden highlights and I don't have her nose job and it's not going to work. Okay. However, she does wear a lot of maroon. So I did find some makeup inspiration from her. 
And then I, you know, stumbled across a picture of who was it like Poppy Delavine or something. And I figured out some hair, but I thought, you know, I really don't want to be a basic B with my hair down. But I think it's going to have to be curls because if I do straight, it's just going to look too slick with the whatever. And the, huh. and then I thought, oh God, I wanted to get a special leash and tie for emoji to make, a, you know, a special appearance in this first photo, first family photo. Well, well, well. No can do. Everything on Etsy couldn't overnight ship. They're like, oh, sorry, we custom make these velvet bow ties. I'm like, Christ, why is everything in my life a fire drill? Well, because I have overcommitted. That's why. Does the dog have to be in the Christmas card? I mean, the way I see it, yes. So I go through Wes's wedding clothes and I pull out my husband's bow tie and I say to myself, will this fit around my dog's neck? And unfortunately, he's so petite. That's right, all of you fat shamers. He's so petite. But yes, it does fit. And we, well, I put it over his collar. And we had ourselves a nice little look. And you'll see it soon on my Instagram. And, you know, we get there and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be, we're doing it at the at the mall downtown, and I'm thinking, this is going to be a show, but it shouldn't be too bad because everything's closed. People aren't, like, going places and stuff. Sure enough, the dog was crazed. He had diarrhea practically instantly. I'm, like, running around the – it's 10 a.m., and actually 9.45. I'm running around the monuments in basically a gown that I look like I'm going to, you know, Met Ball – and my husband is never to be found. The dog does not have his bow tie on. I look like I'm, you know, having a walk of shame with this, like, hobo bag on my side. It was a lot to take in. And then the dog won't go over the grate that surrounds the... So, like, any sort of grate on the ground that's, like, you know, like a New York, like, vent or whatever in the cement, he will not walk over. So I have to loop all the way around. All the way past these tourists and people who are already looking at me like, what the hell is this crazy bitch doing? Oh, don't mind me. My dog's just like pulling me, you know, freaking sideways through this grate to go around it. These women are working out. They're doing like a yoga meditation circle. My dog is going ape. And by the way, I have a hip injury. So he's pulling me really hard on the leash because he's normally really good, as I say, probably every episode because I'm extremely defensive of him, but he really is. He's really very good. He usually doesn't pull. And, but it's just when he's in a new environment, he gets excited and he's pulling and he hates the car. So he's just so excited to be out of the car. And so he's pulling me and I'm in these, it's a low boot, but I mean, it's a three inch boot. Nonetheless, I don't have anything lower than a three inch, please. Have we met? He's pulling me and I'm like, bro, you're like dislocating my hip right now. Like I'm begging you to stop. Okay. Not to mention it's like 95 degrees outside today. What the F global warming? It's November last time I checked and I do not need, what I do not need is my Dior airbrush makeup to come melting onto my stash and fuck up these pictures, okay? I didn't wake up at 8 a.m. and saunter around on my phone for 15 minutes for nothing. So it was infuriating. And by the time the photographer arrived, boy, did she get an earful. I said, okay, I'm really hot. Let's say my hair is not going to last through this. I used a new hairspray. Do not ever do that. It was Orbe? Orbe, yeah. It was Orbe Wave Spray Hairspray. That's not right. It was Orbe hairspray, 
not wipe spray. I'm worried my hair is going to fall. I'm wearing a silk dress. I'm worried I'm going to schwitz through my dress. And it's going to show. It's going to look like I've been steaming my dress and it's just splitter splattered all over it. And, you know, Wes is like walking from the car. That gorgeous angel has dropped me off right by the memorial. And he walked all the way in a wool coat. Bless him. But I have the dog. That's the caveat. So now we have to go climb a GD mountain up, up, up and away to where one of the presidents has been memorialized. Safe to say by the end of this, I don't think I made any friends. Uh, Wes was like, wow, you were pretty on edge today. And I said, I'm sorry. I guess I can't really argue with that. The photographer was totally afraid of me. And I believe the dog was too. I mean, he had diarrhea. So uh, I made a great impression today. I feel really good about everything. Anyway, happy freaking holidays. I hope that your Christmas card is a better story than mine. And you know what else I hope? I hope that your Christmas card is not a photo of your goddamn toddler at a goddamn pumpkin patch. And if it is, I will accept it. And I will love it. I just want to add that I don't care about your toddler going to the pumpkin patch unless they're in Gucci. So please keep that in mind for 2021. I don't need to see any more mediocre JCPenney toddler campaigns. Thanks very much. On another note, speaking of walking the dog, the last thing I want to add is that I thought to myself, oh, winter is coming, in the words of Game of Thrones, and I'm going to need some new Uggs. My Uggs are embarrassing. I, so I got the, I really like Urban when Urban Outfitters sells Uggs because they usually do like unique colors and it's like the cropped height, not the full height. And it's just better on my leg to do a shorter Ugg, whatever, whatever. So I got a lavender Ugg. Well, I wore them so much last year, legit, like every single day to and from Pilates. So warm. And no socks because when I wear the sock in the Ugg, it makes my feet cold instead of hot. So I don't wear socks. And then they're just like catnip to the freaking dog. I mean, he cannot get enough of the smell of these things. Not that they're gross. They're not. I've put my nose in them. They do not smell gross at all. But, you know, it's just the pheromones of his mummy. I thought to myself, well, this year I'm going to get a gray pair that's like a little more neutral. I'm going to get a, ch- I'm going to get like a knockoff pair because I know I'm going to ruin them in the snow and the sleet and the sand and the soil, the dog park. And now I sort of know what I'm up for. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, I order some from ASOS and they're some brand that I've never heard of. And I think I put, the, I slipped them on. I'm like, oh, they're warm. That's good. But there's no like shearling inside. And I slip my foot in them. I'm like, oh. Because feel, oof, these are tough to walk on. There's literally no support. And I didn't think Uggs had much support. But this has not, I mean, this is like the pay less version of an Ugg. It's really dire. It's it's actually, it's. I, I would say pay less is giving it too much credit. It's more like the donation bin level of an Ugg where it's like a free handout, like yard sale. Oh, I don't even want those. Take them for a cent. I'm like, well, whatever. I'll still get a little bit of use out of them. Let me try and break them in, see if they get any better. And so it's been a little chilly the past couple of days. Well, not today when we had the Christmas card photo shoot. It was 98 degrees, as I mentioned. But most days it's been a little chillier, a little windier. I've worn a polar fleece, hashtag Old Navy. Not that it's from there. You know, I, there's been reason for a 
cold weather boot. And so I'm like, I'm going to break it in. I'm going to see how it does. And let me just, you know, assess the situation. And by the way, I'm normally not this thorough, but I'm just throwing in things to literally fill up my days. So I take it on a spin. I take them on a spin. I take them down to the dog park and I think, let me see how these puppies do. And I'm like, oh, you know, God, I'm in back pain. I haven't even gotten there yet. I'm in back pain and whatever. Okay. Then I keep going. And as you know, I've mentioned emoji needs a stick from time to time. And so I'm kind of frolicking through the different leaves and branches and trying to find him a good stick. And all of a sudden, I feel something against my toe and a stick has protruded through the sole of my boot, through the top of my boot. So I've basically been stabbed by a branch. And I swiftly called the police and reported a crime. The moral of the story is I don't recommend going cheap on Uggs, nor do I recommend going cheap on drugs. Cheers. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but Gwen and Blake are engaged. The world really doesn't care. You know, when JLo and A-Rod got engaged, it, I, I can't even tell if they're married. Are they married? They seem married. They've blended their households. And that seems like perhaps it would be the wedding of the year, but I don't think it's happened yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm a huge JLo stan. Um, I don't know what stan exactly stands for, but I know it means like super fan to some effect. So let me know. The kids who listen, they would know. They came up with the word. But Gwen and Blake got engaged and the world was not thrilled. And I think the reason why is because Gwen is really like such a female empowerment feminist icon when she's in the band and when she's doing her breakup album and then she's in a relationship and you're like, dude, this is like literally is counterculture for everything that you just like promoted. And now the fact that she's sort of like changed her style to be like so country or like, you know, country light where she's like doing, oh, I'll do like a rhinestone version of a cowgirl. And it's like, okay, but there's nothing country about you, babe. You've, you've got filler, you know, from head to toe. And I applaud that. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's be who we are. I also applaud a man who raises four kids that aren't his own and drinks a lot of whiskey. I mean, that's that's another thing to applaud. Do I think that... Apparently, what I don't understand is the report said that things were bad. They were moving. They, you know, COVID was testing them. I bet it was. He had four freaking kids in the house that aren't his. I bet it was. And I bet dad, that Gavin Rosdale clown, was uh, not being too easy to deal with, much like a Brian Austin Green. These first husbands, they've got to go, you know, not mine, but yours. They seem to be terrible. And so they went through a lot, is the moral of the story. I would, I would venture to say more than J-Lo and A-Rod and their Quay Australia collab. They cohabitate, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, trouble in paradise. And then it's, they're getting married. And I'm kind of thinking, why? There's no need for that. We already kind of thought you were. You don't need to do that. Now, I know that, it, you know, the Lord loves second chances at love, but... When you're two super established people, I mean, maybe her kids need, maybe she wants to show her kids a certain example. And okay, I I do understand that. But, you know, when you're two super established people, I don't think you need to go through the hassle of combining your paperwork or declaring your love. We already know they love each other. They're raising these kids together. They're doing this duets together. She's compromised herself musically for him and stylistically for him. We get it. You love each other. Great. 
do another Christmas album and put the kitties to bed. So we found out not too long ago that Sheena, a member of Vanderpump Rules, is pregnant. And I am just wondering how much more, speaking of the Lord, he can put us through this 2020. Sheena is my least favorite character on the show, yet the most amusing character. And her BF, Rob, apparently turned his phone off when she had a miscarriage and went to play golf. So I think that speaks volumes of where their relationship may end up. The other thing is that the other three major cast members that have been on for a long time, Lala, Stassi, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Brittany, who's married to Jax, are all pregnant. So I think the likelihood of having two shows where the OG cast, like the Lala, Brittany, all the pregnant people sort of break off into like a Vanderbump, and then the actual Vanderpump show will go on. And whether or not it's on Bravo, like the Vanderpump show, I think, is going to be where they explore, like, kind of relaunching the restaurant after COVID and the drama that comes with that. I think we might see some people from past episodes that were maybe sort of more behind the scenes. I have, by the way, this is not based on any fact, but just sort of. Those side characters that were like you would see at parties and they would have a name, like a Sir server and stuff, but they weren't like a main cast member. I think we might see some of those people. I think we're definitely going to see some of the people from last year. Maybe not like the Charlies of the world or the Danicas, but or the Danas, hopefully not. But um, I think we'll see some. And then I think we're going to get Tom Sandoval and Tom, uh, what's his name? Well, I don't know, Little Bitch Tom, whatever his name is. But love him, but don't know his name. I hope we don't get Katie, but I think we will. So the point is, when it comes to the girls who are pregnant, I've learned a lot. And here is the ranking of how I like people and how I dislike people. My favorite, Stassi. By the way, used to be my least favorite, but I believe that she married the best guy of the bunch, or is going to. They're not married yet, sorry. Bo, he's my favorite guy of the bunch, I think. Then I'm, oh, this is so hard. Oh, this is so hard. I guess I'm going to have to default to Lala. Not because I like Lala right now. I don't. I do not like Lala right now. I don't like her over microbladed eyebrows. But I love Randall. I've been listening to their podcast, and it's only done a couple of things, which is make me dislike Lala and love Randall. So sweet. What a great guy. And I can see why she's sticking with him. And also... You know, everyone gave him a hard time about his weight and stuff, and it seems like he's getting into shape for their wedding, and not that that matters, but just throwing that out there, that's a little pop culture tidbit. Ever heard of it? Then number three would have to be Brittany, because I don't respect her for marrying Jax, and also because Jax. But I do think it's going to be cool that they're having a boy, and I want to see that. And then four, Sheena, because she's unbearable. and that's hard. Maybe actually Sheena's three. I don't know. I don't know because of, because of her man. What's his name? Brooks? Something like that. He looks like a Brooks. Anyways, I think that if Vander, if they aren't renewed on Vanderpump, Randall is going to produce something with those four chicks. If they're not filming already, they might be filming guys. We don't know. They could be recording all of this or Bo's going to do something with it. I just, I find it hard to believe they're all missing this opportunity to do something together. And why are they all getting pregnant at the same time? I always find that weird when people get pregnant at the same time. 
And if you're coordinating your menses with a fellow, I mean, I don't have siblings, so I can't speak to that, but I find it strange if you're coordinating your menses with another person and your ovulation cycle, like, okay, let's do it this month. Why don't you like want to share the experience with your husband and not your girl posse, but you know, to each their own. Who am I? Who am I to judge? I treat my son like a real baby child. So I did the Lord's work um, these past couple of days. And while I was in solitude and reflection, I watched the first four episodes of this season of Don't Be Tardy, in parentheses, for the party. And wow, you know, Khloe Kardashian has a quote about, oh, we met like five faces ago. And I think if that ever applied, it's to Kim Zolciak. Holy frickin' cow. I love that they keep her original intro as like a sociological experiment to be like, hey, fans, remember what she used to look like? And by the way, that wasn't the original face. You know, that was after many seasons of Housewives. And, you know, she wasn't an ugly lady. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say anyone's ugly. But I'm just saying it's been an evolution and a ride that we're on. And I think that they have officially, and I do say it as a officially, not officially, because they are A-list. They have officially lost the plot on lip filler, the hair extensions. So we finally see one of the most fascinating points of these episodes was we finally see Kim's natural hair. And it's gore. I mean, she's she's taking the time to get it highlighted. I think to myself, what in the actual hell? Why are you taking the time to get your hair highlighted and then putting a wig over it? Nothing infuriates me more than wasted time in the hair chair. But she apparently has nothing but time because the whole episode, the, the whole season thus far, she's basically seated. I mean, she has not moved. She has not packed. She's seated when she's putting her clothes to, I mean, she sits, she's sitting, she's sitting, she's sedentary. And I'm wondering why that is. If she too has a hip injury in which I can relate, torn labrum. I almost said labia. That's incorrect. Torn labrum. That I could understand. But anyway, so her husband, I mean, and maybe this is off her camera, but I don't think so. He packs up this whole family. You know, he's coordinated all this shit with production. You know, he manages her. And he not only packs up a cargo truck of all of the family's belongings, including wardrobe racks for like each of the girls, supplies for all the kids. I mean, they have, let me think, four of the littles and two of the, they have six kids. And then they have a chef that's traveling with them part of the time. They have a nanny traveling with them part of the time. Not to mention the production crew. And I'm thinking she definitely has hair and makeup there because she's not doing her own makeup. I haven't seen one clip of her doing her own makeup. They may not be in the trailer with them, but this is what they're doing. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. And so we see them all getting on the road. And he, well, prior to that, he's packed up this whole cargo van. And, and he's like, hey, love. I mean, he's so calm. I mean, this is a Midwestern guy. I, let me tell you, just chill AF. I can tell you one thing. There is not a man I know that would just be looking at me sitting on my ass, drinking out of a solo cup while they loaded up an 18-wheeler of my shit. I don't. I mean, Wes is great. My dad is great. My father-in-law is great. My brother-in-law may even be great sometimes. But it would be like, get your ass up and help. And, you know. 
I'm an able-bodied gal. I'm not a, I'm not above it. But she is just sitting back like celeb treatment. And I aspire to that level of self-confidence. I really do. So anyway, they, he loads up everything. And then he's like, oh, let me just, let me just pull out my freaking jigsaw. I'm going to build her a wig rack to take on the road. And I think, what can't he do? Well, what he can't do, I'm here to tell you, is microblade his own eyebrows. And if you don't know what microblading is, for the straight guys out there, um, microblading is when you get your eyebrow very naturally looking tattooed on. So you don't have to draw them in. As you may or may not know, thick brows are really in. And I would like to know, where does Croy, that's her husband, get his brows microbladed? Because they look freaking fresh. I'm like, is that a wax? Is that a tint? What exactly did Croy do to his brows? Because they are popping. Going back to Kim's hair, I really don't understand why she needs six, I counted six wigs, and they're all like the slightest variation of like blonde to brown highlights and lengths and styles and stuff. And maybe that's just, maybe she wears one a week. I don't know. This is why we need the wig experts. So if anyone has a rec, I'll take it. Then we see them all pile into the RV that they're going to be in for the next, was it five weeks? I think that's correct. Now, listen, I did not choose to have six children and nor would I ever. But I can tell you that if I had, there is no chance in hell for any amount of money that I would have them all together on one trailer where we could all die together being killed by a four wheeler, but not even so much the death. It's more just all that togetherness. This thing is so, I mean, an RV I've been on big ones. I've been on tour buses. They can be huge and they can be luxurious and comfortable and everything. But this one looks minuscule. Not that it's a bad one. It's just with all the children in there and all their crap and everyone's stuff, it's like truly my version of hell. So I'd be stressed out too. She's like, I need wine. I need Xanax. I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't even think that's for TV. I really I really do not. That just feels like a baseline. So as they go through, you know, where they're going to go on their trip, their first stop is Nashville. Then they're going to like Ohio or something. And I, it's basically revealed that I know equal amount of geography to Brielle, who is like not even playing a role of being the dumb one, the dumb pretty girl. She literally is a dumb pretty girl. And she, she leans into that. I mean, she's not making any qualms or apologies for it. She's like, yeah, I don't go to college. And her sister's like, please go to college. And she's like, I am. I'm going to college with you. I'm going to stay in your dorm. So that's where we're at with that. So I don't know where anything is on a map. And I discovered that Brielle and I know basically the same amount of American geography. And, or, and certainly international. I mean, I am zero of that. The last thing I want to mention to date on this show is that the Beermans, that's the family, um, have a geriatric psychic named Rose, and she's a hop, skip, and a jump from the nursing home. I mean, she general, she genuinely looks 89. I was trying to be generous and keep her in the 80s, but I'm going to go with 91. She is up there. I mean, her hair is gray. She's frail. She's tiny. Adorable little woman. Adorable. She looks like she could do jazzercise, honestly. But I thought, you know, it really takes a special kind of woman to be a reality TV psychic in your 90s. 
And that is something I aspire to, you know, reach for the stars, don't hold yourself back, achieve your dreams, and never give up on yourself because you too can be the next geriatric Hollywood medium one day. If you believe it, you can achieve it, my friends. In the words of Kim Zolciak Bierman, ask, believe, receive. And I believe that's the truth. One of the last things I want to talk about is that Kelly Clarkson has a talk show. As you all probably know by now, it's been on for quite a while. And on that talk show and on every show that I've ever seen Kelly Clarkson on, she is wearing black tights. And there is no greater tell on a woman when she's not feeling great about herself than when she's wearing a stretchy control top, black, opaque tight. Now, I have done this at multiple sizes in my life, but primarily, I just, just at times when I hadn't been able to get to the gym much, I was working a lot or sitting a lot or whatever, and I just wanted to feel just real cinched in. Well, it's it's a complex, these black tights. They they really they're not going with every outfit she's wearing. It's almost like the outfit is based around the tight. They can't be unseen. She's wearing a brown tweed blazer jacket dress with poof sleeves, a pink stripe going through it, and then black tights. It makes no sense. It's insane. Uh, I know she's in total fashionista. Another thing that I found curious about the whole Kelly Clarkson show is that Kelly Clarkson has an incredible line and I'm sure she had nothing to do with the design no shade but an incredible line for Wayfair it's like a furniture line and it's sort of like a romantic sort of like barnyard meets baroque and not barnyard but farmhouse like meets baroque and it's pretty I really like a lot of the stuff I like the way that it's been staged and modeled and photographed and whatever and I was inspired by it. And I thought, geez, this Kelly Clarkson home collection is like killer. It's very like Nashville feeling and stuff. And I look at her set and I'm like, why is none, like not even a pillow, not even a candle, folks. None of her crap that she's selling and, and uh, pushing is on her set of her show. And I'm thinking, you know what? If there's anything this bee should be selling, it's these goddamn control top tights because that's what she's wearing all the time. Tights by Kelly. I can't even take credit for that concept, honestly. One of my friends pointed it out to me and then it just couldn't be unseen. And now it's all I've seen. I noticed it on The Voice. I noticed it here. And Kelly needs to do a collab with Hugh, if anyone. I don't know why furniture's coming into the mix. Let's not mix it up. And then I saw that she's suing her father-in-law and for their company. And I'm kind of, it's, we're kind of getting the vibe now that maybe the husband only married her because they were going to steal money from her, his dad and himself. And it's just not looking good. And she brags about on the show, you know, I watched three seconds of the show and she says, I'm sleeping alone tonight. Like she's proud of it. And I'm thinking, yikes. That's what we call an ugly divorce, folks. And the last time I saw her was in person. Yes. Now, it may have been from a distance, but she told me that she was getting pregnant or that she was pregnant through a microphone. So we have a very close connection. And, you know, I wish her all the best. But some of her choices lately are just I I would like to have a consultation with her stylist and be like, what is going on there? Thanks. 
And speaking of celebrity collaborations, have we heard that Olivia Culpo and her sisters, who no one freaking knows who the frick they are, have a collab with Macy's for a clothing line? And I'm like, okay, you are not Chloe and Kourtney Kardashian. You cannot bring your sisters in on a deal and be like, hey, here's a million. I'm just going to throw at you for this deal. They have no special sauce. I don't care if they have a million Instagram followers. That's not because of them. That's because of her. I don't care about any of their content. I don't care about any of their restaurants. We all know it's because of her. And let's not act like their Colpo sisters are a thing. Okay? Because they're not a thing. Please stop trying to make fetch happen. But I get the angle they're going. They're doing a bunch of influencers because they think influencers are the future of the market. And I can't say they're wrong. And, you know, perhaps some of my future guests will enlighten you to that world. Just saying. Little teaser. Tease, tease. But they have collabs by... That girl, Becca Tilly, who was on Bachelorette Chris Souls' season. And she now has her own podcast. Almost as good as mine, but not quite. And then we also have, oh, what is her name? Danielle Bernstein, the one who introduced Cowhide to the world. She has a collab there, too. And she's very controversial that who wore what? Is that her thing? We wore what? We wore what? We wore what? That's her thing. She's a controversial gal, and it seems like with these bloggers, once you get into hot water on one thing, they're just looking to crank it up on another thing, and that's a tough spot to be in. You know, she often cries on the social media, her and Ariel Charnas of Something Navy, you know, they cry on the social media saying, oh, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. It's like, okay, we keep fucking up. So, like, maybe you could hire someone that's not 25 to, like, help you run your empire that you're, like, you know jet setting off to the freaking Maldives in the middle of COVID. Like, I don't know, just food for thought. Not a business coach, but seems like I could be. So, (sighs) okay. With that, I'd like to introduce you all to a new quote account that I just found called quotes by Christine. And apparently I'm incredibly late to this party because everyone follows this person. So quotes by Christine recently said, I'm so happy I didn't end up with what I thought I wanted. And that's by Anonymous. And this apparently is seen on someone named Blacksmith's page without any vowels. And isn't that the truth? So often in life, I think, I have found that I think I am so sure of things. And as I get older, I keep learning life shakes out differently than we ever expect. And that's part of the journey. And You know, it's important to be able to stay present. And even if things aren't going your way, you can always reset at any time and recenter yourself and think, okay, what can I control? What can't I control? What am I grateful for in this moment? What do I have? What, how can I help others? You know, I just think it's really important to sort of stay mentally balanced when you can, when you need to recalibrate and maybe you're being an asshole to people or maybe you're feeling like everyone's an asshole to you. There's probably something else going on there. So feel free to just take a moment, pause, and take some time to think about it. I also recommend talking to a counselor, a therapist, a life coach, a friend, a family member that's non-judgmental. You know, the healthy people in your life. Just don't go through it alone. Everyone has moments. And you, too, deserve to shine. And when things don't go your way, it's usually a redirection. So I am not a shaman or a wizard. 
but I have learned a few things along the way. So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully it's something you want to hear. Keep your chin up. Be your best self this week. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. This helps me so much, you guys. Please, please, please share to your Instagram story. Please subscribe so you make sure to see the next episode. You get an alert to your iPodcast. And when you review, that helps me get more visibility. And same thing with the ratings. That helps me get more visibility. It's super easy to do. Just give me the five stars right by my face on the podcast. Just leave like one sentence of, of a review. It doesn't even have to be a sentence. It can be like, love it. That's all you have to do. I would so appreciate it. I'm working so hard on this to make it fun for you guys. And I love connecting with you. So let's help each other. Okay? We see each other. All right. Take it easy. Love you.